0: I had a I had a good intro in my head about um, having you on the podcast is really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Ah. <laughs> that's great. Bring that up. Yeah, I think that's
1: great. Do I sound fine, or do I need to? No, yeah, yeah. you sound I pretty mean, good.
2: Yeah, you you sound good. But do I sound fine? Yeah,
3: that's good. <laughs> I love your balls. Well, we were going to do an ASMR
1: channel yeah. as a
3: side side hustle. What's AS? I don't know what it stands for, but it's when like people talk into the microphone. Oh, no, exactly. it's like it's like very soft. soft. Could oh, like open oh, beers. Just scratching your back. Courtney watches that sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, that's some serial killer stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, and then they'll like eat. We're gonna do one of, for beer unboxings, but ASMR.
4: Cool. Okay,
3: let's do this. <laughs>
2: episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. I'm Michael Moeller, joined this evening by David Satterly, John Renane, and a special guest that we'll get to here in a second. We are recording at Brugger's Homebrew Supply in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, back in Louisville, back with John and David. Uh, Oh, yeah. And you can see that for yourself on our Patreon via video. Just uh, sign up on video, uh, or rather on Patreon, patreon.com slash KY Commons. Joined tonight by... One John King of Germantown, the from, one, the only from Drunkwood, Mr. LLC, Beer. and John is stepping over my intro. Sorry, it's fine. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Join now. Uh, We are happy to be joined now by John King. Oh, wow, you fucked that, Drunkwood. Intro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I'm happy to be on the podcast. Uh, I will say I've never listened to it at all, so this is a new experience. <laughs> good, good. For me. So it's
2: it's like you're listening to it for the first time. I that's, have
1: that's a great. long queue of fishing podcasts, and this just hasn't. Yes. Jesus. There's you got a fly. In slipped in there. Yeah, um, the fly
2: just got up to the mic. So uh, so you're you've you've been around the block for a while And in the beer scene and We're just, and now to kill this fly. Okay, there's a there's a fly that we're all distracted by. I think I, it, I think we're fine. Oh, Hey, one shot. on Mr. Miyagi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got the fly. So let's concentrate that's on going, the podcast now. Uh it's
1: <laughs> going viral on TikTok.
2: John has been around the block for a while in different capacities uh Beer, barrels, uh, all the beverages, all the bees. I feel like we're really uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel, though, having you on. Hey! Hey! Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've had worse. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: But no, before we get into a little bit about um, who you are, uh, let's open up this bottle in front of us right now from Purpose Brewing. I brought it back from Colorado last week. Uh, For those unfamiliar, Purpose uh, was started uh, five years ago by Peter Buchart. And uh, that name might sound familiar because he was New Belgium Brewing's first uh, brewmaster. And he's responsible largely for the sours in America that we've come to know and love. Uh, mm. New Belgium was one of the first sour programs, and he's largely responsible for that. However, you, you can get a, a sour from Purpose anytime. It's the barley wine that they have that's I was uh, really attracted to. So we
1: have a little bit of barley wine. Has DDB reviewed this? I don't know. Oh. I was. I actually messaged him today because a friend of mine, the, my buddy who used to brew at Goose Island, I was talking about something, about a Chicago brewery that showed up on the TV show The Bear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopewell Brewing was on, like, that had a tea. And oh, I, yeah, yeah. Was I, with the Strohs? Yeah. And I asked him, I said, hey, no. <laughs> I said, hey, man, have you heard of this brewery? And I was like, DDB. And he was like, what's DDB? And he's like, I have no idea. And apparently, like, where you level in beer is the DDB litmus test of like, mm. have you ever heard of it? You know how I mean he's knows every brewer you know around the United States has never heard of DDB. So it's interesting. It does yeah. sound kind of like dirty if you don't know what it not is. Not IDB, but. not in the yeah. butt. Yeah. So this is
2: yeah. <laughs> this is uppercut, uppercut barley wine, ten point four percent ABV. A silky smooth barley and wine with huge caramel flavors, notes of candied malt, toffee, and light oak tannin. Hell yeah! It packs a delicious punch
0: right to the kisser. Is this barrel aged?
1: No,
2: that's no? pretty
1: fucking good.
3: It smells yeah. real nice and sweet. Little cherry note, little vanilla note for sure.
1: It's a lot of toffee. <laughs> Remi- yeah, very very sweet. Mm-hmm. You know what it reminds me of? Thunderfoot. Thunderfoot. No, I'm joking. It doesn't remind me of Thunderfoot. Uh, New Albanian used to have a barley wine. Thunderfoot was their imperial stout with cherries. Uh, I can't remember what the, their barley wine. I was,
2: was trying was. to remember, but I can't. So let, let's let's on on the topic of that though. An uh, ABC or BBC? What did you just N-A-B-C, say? NABC, New okay, Albania. Right. So we're going to jump into the little Is beer way back Is this basically how you got involved was NABC or? Yeah,
1: that's a great Actually, that that's a great transition. Thanks. I've, I've been doing this a little bit. <laughs> hey, barley wine. Hey, barley wine brings us <laughs> all It's and, life. And, um, actually, what's funny is the brewer at New Albanian used to brew at BBC and his Pat's bearded barley wine actually won gold medal. I, I think it was gold medal like back years ago. Yeah. And that man's name was Dave Pierce. And so um, in 20, 2010-ish, 2011, 2009, I started getting into homebrewing. That was when uh, my old Kentucky homebrew uh was open, and uh, I don't know why I got into it. I guess boredom. Cause I tend to get into hobbies, keep them up, and then drop them kind of like ashley's but uh <laughs> that's not a good joke <laughs> uh, and so i started homebrewing uh you know when paul was there at the time like i'd ask him a bunch of questions and he'd get irritated so i <laughs> i had this beer blog called um kentucky brew review where i drink a beer i'd talk you know this is when blogs were yes thing. back We'd, in like the day too this is like, also are they, the wait
2: are they not a thing anymore
1: no and oh. this is also we'll bring it up uh, when Beer Advocate was huge. Mm-hmm. So were you, any of you guys on Beer Advocate? No. I knew of it, but I had no they time at caught the for tail it. end of it, but it was kind of dead by the time yeah, I got to it. Yeah, I mean, with the owners, they changed how things were done. But I mean, actually, some of my really good best beer friends were all met through Beer Advocate. So like there was Hopsmat and there was Tron, and there was... I think my name was just like John King 82, pretty original. So like all my group of (laughs) beer friends, like Julio, we all met up through Beer Advocate and started doing tasting school.
0: I also meet friends on the internet. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So long story short, um, Dave Pierce, for some reason, found my blog and would send me messages. And I just kind of give him recipes and, Hey man, can you tweak this? I have no idea what I'm doing. So, you know, I'd, you know, brew every certain style and start, got somewhat good at it. And like I did a really good stout. And then once you do one good stout, you're like, all right, I'm going to add this. I'm going to add this. And then totally like destroyed one of our kitchen rooms yep. because it oh. exploded. Everywhere. I put a bunch of raisins in there. So the excess sugar yeah. just, oh. uh, I mean, it was a bukkake all over my back room. So. Um, brew cocky. Brew cocky. Yeah. So, Dave, at the time, they were doing their barrel aged beer and he had a Willet barrel. And he's like, Hey, do you want this? And I was like, Sure. I don't know what we can do with it. So, I took that and turned it into a career. Turn it into a career, turned it into a smoker that I used to take to U of L football games, smoke meat out of it. And then from that, I kind of started making more smokers. Then realized I didn't want to burn out people's houses. So then <laughs> made like table, you know, just knickknacky Adirondack shit. chairs. Like mm-hmm. tables, Adirondack chairs. I remember and
3: seeing you used to sit up at like Flea Off Market. And oh, yeah. Like, you and know, all over hustling.
1: Yeah. And that's what you had to do back in the day because Etsy wasn't that big yet. Facebook, you know, the algorithm and stuff, you can only get so much. So a lot of it was word of mouth, going to Flea Off Markets, sitting there in the goddamn sun. Yeah. A lot of the Basically. beer
3: culture was like that back then, too. Like, it's so different today. Everything's, is. like, on and, the internet and, like, weird.
1: And to get ready for today, I actually looked through a ton of old photos from LouisvilleBeer.com, which I'll go into. <laughs> you might have done more prep than we did. I know. I, I <laughs> <earned laughs> You have notes. It. And it was, it, I mean, it was super nostalgic of, like, seeing how, like, all the owners of Against the Grain were all doing stuff together. Yeah. And everyone hung out. And it was, you know, it was drew at fall city the first version not the second version so i don't know if you know he was at fall city twice we're
3: on Baird avenue like in that little old it's cigar, like a cigar shop it's a now, cigar shop yeah. now. Yeah. yeah
1: and so it, it was just super cool i ran into phil Durner the other day who used to be at bbc oh, and i hadn't yeah. seen him in like four or five years so it was, just, it was good to catch up but you know from that just started making knickknacky shit got a little bit better and uh you know kind of grew via facebook and, and certain things like that and has grown to what it is today yeah and
3: I, let's it, we'll say what we're talking about too but it, drunkwood is your company yeah sorry drunkwood and if sure you guys are it. on our patreon you can see one of john's creations right behind us here we get comments on two things three things in here one see, of them is the dog who's not here one's the fridge and then one's your Kentucky. see i don't
1: i don't make that anymore yeah because it's all, just you've grown it, up i've grown up it's like <laughs> it's yeah and so i mean if someone asked me i will but it's just that's the thing is when you start off you can't be doing all these elaborate things, mm-hmm. you know. making I was making tables and things like that. and It just took took too much time.
3: Do you ever wish you lived in Colorado? Though it'd be like oh, yeah. a whole hell of a lot easier to get into the game.
1: I, I, d- I just
0: don't see how like the the product of buy a buy a barrel smoker, get a free house insurance policy. I mean, like, this is, wow. This is gold. This is gold. You know,
1: it's great. I mean, sometimes you get your customers get really shitty drunk and will start buying your products online. And then when you go to install it there, they didn't realize how much it would cost. Do <laughs> so you know what that's like, David? Uh, no, I've, I've never had anyone buy anything for me. <laughs> no, I was just saying that was the same day. Some, might Air- be some personal history here. Yeah. Yeah. Airbnb. But I mean, it's, you know, I wouldn't, have this business and and have this career if it wasn't for my my kind of my footsteps into the beer industry which we'll discuss you know about how Louisville beer transitioned into the the guild and all that other kind of crazy shit as well but
2: real fast it's not like you were just like homeless and then you started doing the oh I was (laughs) (laughs) well it's not it's not like you didn't have a career path by the time you started drunk
1: with like you you had other things going on yeah, so I was working at U of L, was in charge of teacher education at the middle school level, and then was a counselor as well. So initially I was doing my PhD in counselor education because I was like, I'm gonna be a school counselor, I'm gonna make changes. And then I realized it was all fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, No, I'm not gonna do that. I mean, I, I had a couple issues with some faculty members and we got into it and it was a whole deal. And I just I had one professor and I actually emailed him the other day. I hadn't talked to him in a while. And I just said, hey, you know, I want to reach out because at one time I was getting screwed with and he, he's Indian. His name's Dr. Daya Sandhu. And he goes, John, they fuck you. We fucked them." And he just <laughs> he gave me the questions to my comps because he's like, I'm nice. tired of this bullshit and just gave them to me because yeah. I got screwed on it. And I he's actually down at Lindsey Wilson. And I emailed him and it was so good to talk to him. Uh, but yeah, it's, I had a career in education and when I was working, I was doing all the, I was executive director of the guild pro bono for three years. And so I built that up to where it actually became a paid position. And I was at a crossroads of, all right, do I want to do this L stuff? Um, do I want to do the guild stuff or do I want to take drunk wood? Uh, I kind of went away from the guild because at that time I knew, I kind of knew the way it was going. It was like I could make some decisions, but the board ultimately made yeah. all the decisions. So I knew I was—I wouldn't say a puppet, but I knew like I could only do so much. But you were the—you f- were the first executive director. Yeah, I was the first executive director, and I and I mainly got that position because all my work with Louisville Beer. Because I remember Sam Cruz like, uh, like sending me messages like, "Hey, man, I recommended this for you," and so did uh, Jeff Beagle, one of the former owners of Country Boy. Um, and so basically, it was just because um, I knew a shitload of people, yeah. whether it be Louisville, Kentucky, or outside uh, Kentucky in the beer industry. And um, I guess just work ethic and all. Because, like, Louisville, I quit when I transitioned to the guild, I quit Louisville Beer. I mean, it was, you know, at the time, it was kind of what you guys are doing, but Louisvillebeer.com. That's yeah, what Louisvillebeer.com, to. but 10 years beforehand. Right. So when craft beer was still new and people were still. I mean, not that they're not excited, but it was just something super new about it. But you got to remember, a small percentage of people were actually into it. Um, and, and that's the thing is it, it, it was totally a different time. And we were talking off air beforehand, just the camaraderie of all the people that were hanging out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's that's why looking through the website today, I got a little nostalgic and a little teary-eyed. But then, uh, you know, we did a podcast as well. And I'm sure you guys get this. And this is probably the reason I'm on today is it gets hard finding guests after doing it week after (laughs) week after week after week. And I, you know, I had to do the whole itinerary, you know, check the beer events. Here's what's happening. And it was always on Sundays. And I was just like, you know, we get fucked up on Sundays and I was just like, man, you know, I mean, there were a couple of times I, I was like, Jesus, take the wheel back from the podcast studio <laughs> in the islands. Uh, But, you know, there were great memories with John Worth and Scotty Likens. Yeah. So we still bring them up too um, whenever we run into each other with inside jokes, but. Well, Scott Lykins is still in the scene. He's still with Goodwood and mm-hmm. he's doing rep
2: things. Yeah. And- he's, yeah.
1: He's still in the scene. He's yeah. just, he's not as out and about as he used to be. Like we used to be at all the, you know, I, I was thinking back in the day, like River City Draft House, yep. we were, used to be the spot. Yeah. We used to get the best beer in the city. And, uh, you know, I guess Sergio's was around then, but people still don't go there like they did 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same people. Same people. <laughs> like sitting at <laughs> the bar. No, I, beer, I, beer store
2: was a place.
3: Yeah. Beer
1: store was a place. Uh, but thrilled. new.
2: Like that was when there was new.
1: No, Grail wasn't around, but like okay. va- Value Market was the mm-hmm. place to get beer. And we used to hold, we used to hold a Value Market Beer Festival that was phenomenal, but one time we had it inside I can't remember why. Wait, like, you had it
2: inside the grocery store? In the little mezzanine In that little like the little yeah,
0: There's videos of this. It was actually and, really fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but the thing was, people got so shit-faced well, Wasn't drunk. it like
0: Halloween or something? Like, yeah, we dressed up too.
1: Everybody was um, dressed up. It was really weird. The dude from um, Stillwater was in town, Brian Strumkey. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people got so drunk, they would, instead of finding the bathrooms, they'd just go downstairs <laughs> and piss in random corners and <laughs> buildings. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> So a normal day in Mid-City Mall. Normal day. I (laughs) mean, that was, I mean, because back in the day, value market was very crucial um, in our events. Four Pegs, when it was, uh, Preston was the owner. They used to have the same signature events. Founders was like, when we did it, we let other breweries come in because there were so many, there weren't that many. um, Yeah, Beer Week. When we did Beer Week, we let other people come in. And it was a fun time. But just like you guys know, it's a long ass week. And you just get tired of, of doing all those things. And yeah, I was glad to see it be done yeah. <laughs> and kind of move on in regards.
2: Yeah, but but we're in a spot now where, I mean, we have, you know, 27 tap rooms throughout the city. We we don't need to get somebody like a Founders or, you know, other example no. of equivalent, you know, post-racist Founders. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we, we don't want to get Founders involved anymore. Uh, yeah, I do miss all day IPA, I have to admit. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, uh, How yeah. much racism I don't. is that? A- <laughs> yeah. we, we've done it with just Louisville for but almost almost five years yeah so five, i know you year five yeah that's so a that's a huge that's a huge jump from like you talking about 10 years ago having a beer fest in mid-city mall oh it's to, huge to, it's, to, it's to been yeah. it's
1: been so cool to watch me personally i'm glad i'm i'm glad i'm stepped out of the scene um and that was a part to do with why i didn't want to do the the full-time job with the guild i like i had made all my friends i yeah. had good friendships before i stepped in that into that role enduring and I just, I, I didn't want to be at a brewery every day. And Plain it takes and away
3: from like good internet trolling time too. If you have yeah. to like maintain relationships <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. be a politician and like. Yeah. yeah, you
1: can't troll and you can't talk shit about uh, different yeah. <laughs> breweries owners than Ted and other things <laughs> like that. And, yeah, turd. I,
2: I miss I miss the best brewery in Kentucky Facebook uh, posts.
1: Oh yeah, those were good. That used to piss Scott Schreffler off. Really? For some reason. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I can't imagine. He would just get irritated. Really? but. But a lot of times I would say that Schlafly, when he was their rep.
3: Schlafly was, I mean, still is, but like that was some of the best beer you could get. Like Tasmanian every year. I'd be all up on
1: that, man. I have a little secret in the fridge. Oh, really? All right. Uh, But yeah, when you could get the Tasmanian, the American, because I remember it was a T and A. And then I think it was an E, English IPA. Those were some of the best beers in the city. And we don't get them anymore.
3: Value market. You'd just go grab your six pack and like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, Shalatoui would be one I'd get from BBC. I'd Ooh. always be excited when they'd make that one, which was like a collab with Red River Gorge, I guess, or whatever. I
1: forgot about Shalatoui, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, one I would BBC always hunt BBC actually, you know, for the day, actually wasn't bad
3: beer. No, people come in here every once a month at least and ask for the alt beer recipe, or they say, like, I want to make uh, like the old BBC mead, which I guess is like a braggot or something, but like... People that, it, you know, it's yeah. still part of the culture. Then
0: Hometown picked up the red. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, was, that Cumberland. was Cumberland. Oh,
3: Cumberland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: But it's very, you know, it's yeah. a red elf, So, yeah, like it was old
3: school. Nice try,
4: noob.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but so how long were you with the guild doing that? Three pro years? Bono?
1: I think uh, two and a half, maybe not three years. I left. Actually, what's funny is I left in spring 2016, which is the same spring that I closed on the house and left my job at UofL to take Drunkwood full time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I was there two and a half years. And during that time, we did a lot of big laws regarding um, distribution and SB 11 was actually the one I left off because left on. So one of the big distribution things was Ryan Geist was trying to come in, start their own distribution company. And And did actually, right? They did. did. And we shut them down and they were pissed at us, but we had the distributors on our side. So from a, from an audience perspective, it's nice now to see how they've gone back to distribution, pissed off the distributors. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of come full circle. And the the
0: reason they couldn't do that, just for anyone that doesn't know, is because the the Kentucky laws operate on a three-tier system Mm -hmm. of... Uh, producer distributor and then retailer so uh, any any beer that is produced has to then go through distributor at, yeah at that time
3: aka the middleman the middleman <laughs> yeah. and
0: then gets set to a retailer then ultimately to your fridge
3: yeah um, and there are arguments to be made that that's you know there's benefits to doing it that way but but what, the guilds action and kind of yeah, and leveling that playing field that's that was what huge. we did is yeah. so
1: we i mean we're constantly meeting with reps and, and getting out there doing a lot of groundwork so i remember the when, when we get had it passed it ended up being a snowstorm and we still stopped at there's a Mexican place in Frankfurt and just got hammered. <laughs> I think that sounds familiar yeah. <laughs> I think we've yeah. done that before yeah so I mean it was, there was a lot of good times but you know it was one of those things to where I knew my time was done and I just I didn't want to be around beer that much it's it, as you guys know sometimes you just need a day off
3: yeah and we just had a nude kind of uh derek took over after he was just said
1: nude i was like <laughs> well we just had, we, a we had a nude uh
3: but then derek was in for a few years and mm-hmm. now we have jesse uh Harding as the new director of the guild so it's good yeah. to get some fresh blood in yeah, politics and, every yeah, once in a while yeah. if only washington would follow the example set by john king and the kgb yeah it's yeah, <laughs> your time get out
1: I think I saw a picture of where Jesse was at when I was announced that I was going to be the the run of it. So that's, nice. yeah, it's kind of come full circle. Yeah. And I still am friends with uh, most of the owners, um, but you know, there's so many new breweries and stuff like that. I just had no idea. Like, yeah. And Not,
3: I mean, in Louisville, we've seen such tremendous growth, but that's been true all over the state too. Like yeah. there's breweries in Elizabethtown, Paducah, Hopkinsville. Like there's breweries in every single little small town from, what do we say? From Pikeville to Paducah or whatever. Yeah. 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 Do, uh, but it's gr- it's great to see.
1: Because I, I don't know. Where do we compare anymore, like, to other states? Are we still behind? I, sure. I, I'm going to assume so. Yeah, We're Capita. Still, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah. we just have some stupid old blue laws and other things like that. And we One of our biggest things of fighting when I was in the guild was that the Distillers Association had a ton of pull, which was yeah. great. So it was hard. It was, if we could pair up and do some things with them, it was great because then we would, you know, benefit from them. Yeah. But they, yeah. We, we were the little kids. But yeah. it,
2: it is interesting seeing the perspective change from different government bodies, tourism groups, et cetera, that we yeah. work with now because they are embracing beer even even this year in 2022, more than the last two years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was uh, telling you the other day, w- we actually worked with uh, Mayor McBike Lane and kind of had, <laughs> uh, had a we had a big and I was actually at the time. I'm still proud of it. But we had this big referendum because the. I think it was the distillers of the restaurant association did something with the mayor and had this big thing. And we were just like, why not us? So yeah. we met with them and started putting on events. One of my favorite one. And we were so underprepared. We did a whole bike ride to different breweries through the city. And the mayor was with us and they shut down the st- I mean, there was just hundreds and hundreds of people. That
2: this was the start of their first passport program.
1: Yeah. That yes. didn't, didn't kind of happen. Yeah.
2: Like yeah. they, they had that. I went there. It was at, it was at the old fall city at on like 10th street. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there was a big to do about like, Oh yeah. Hey, we're finally going to do this. Yep. And then that was the last I ever heard of it.
1: Yeah. Cause that was kind of right before I, I stepped out. And so I was just like, Cause we were working at the time with the wine trail to do a kind of like the beer and the wine. And I remember we met, I think we met at the Fraser right around there to discuss that with them. So yeah, we had a couple of really cool events that we did. Um, that I, I really wish would come back, especially, you know, but I, the thing that, uh, Amelia did for, that was her. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that kind of inspired me. I was like, man, we need to do yeah, that. Bike kind of you know? cruise
2: and brews. Yeah. I think, um, so you've, you say that you kind of stepped back, and I guess it's true to some extent, relatively speaking, but you, you're still very involved in the beverage scene because you have to be because you have to you, you you are getting barrels.
1: Are you saying I'm an alcoholic? No, <laughs> uh, I'm
2: saying that you're getting barrels uh, like even I remember running past Atrium a few weeks ago yeah. and I saw you like getting a, a barrel from them and just putting it in the back of your truck.
1: Yeah, and that's that, that's cool, too, and like because. I, I usually don't work with uh, barrels that had beer in them because what happens is you get all the sugars, the yeast, and everything. You let that barrel sit, it's going to be a mold factory. But Spencer's so awesome, is like if he gets like some rare one-off barrels and they need to do something with them, he just sends them to me. Like if it was just a regular like plain Jane Heaven Hill, I'd just say put, I appreciate it, but throw it on the burn pile. But he's he's got me some pretty cool barrels along the way. Or along the way, I used to get. Um, BBC ones all the time. I think I was paying like back in the day, like maybe 40 bucks a barrel. But the issue was, and and these were on some earlier pieces, I didn't know that they would eventually mold over. So there's probably some work of mine somewhere. So if you have a a mold infestation in your house, I'm sorry. It's a I Japanese
3: apologize. moss garden. It's like a, yeah, it's, on, it's its own like category on Etsy.
1: Yeah, and so it's yeah, it's so I can get barrels from different breweries if I want to. I don't try to as much, um, but yeah, they you know they support me just as much as I support them. Um, I I, so I like a little bit. Yeah, so a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I I'm trying to think if I some of the breweries like Country Boy has some of my work in there. West Six does. Um, and then like places like, you know, uh, Treehouse has some, Santeader's has some, and it, I mean it's just everywhere. Why are you taking a picture? For the gram, baby. For the gram, you gotta get it for the gram. But now, I mean, I still work. I'm still friends with them. I still go to their breweries. But yeah, it's we don't have a symbiosis anymore.
2: And uh, Drunkwood's gotten pretty big. You're you're now in the fishing circuit. Yeah, I am. The, yeah, the pro bass. So or, I don't know what the uh, yeah. Is, so but. it's
1: I'm a nerd when it comes to fishing. So like. I started doing this in 2012 and there were a few people that do it and did it then. And there's still some few people that are along the way um, that are still successful. So I've seen places open, places stop. Um, Fuck, I forgot the question. (laughs) I was just like, you're into fishing. Oh, yeah. So it's, I had to kind of realize the niche market and, I'm not a person that's going to contact a distillery and say, hey, carry my work. Because the thing is all those distillers are corporations. So they are very picky on how they want their product and they want a lot of them. And, and that's why I don't have my work in a lot of places because the thought of me making 50 of the same thing yeah, drives me fucking bonkers. Yeah. I mean, I'll do some stuff for realtors um, and, and things like that. And uh, one store, but yeah, that's just, it's, it drives me bonkers. Like, I don't see any pleasure in that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I somehow got connected through the fishing industry because I'm a fishing nerd and I listen to all these fishing podcasts, not this podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, and so I just... Uh, so Last I'm, week
3: we did a whole episode about fishing. You didn't listen yeah, to that you, didn't, you didn't listen to that one? Like,
1: oh, jeez. It's great. I'm glad I'm entertaining that Saturday's texting his wife during this. <laughs> <So laughs> He's tagging
3: I'm, posts about his happy life. I'm
1: pulling <laughs> up the next... Segment, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh yeah, it's just a weird niche market. I mean, I don't I make them trophies and things like that, and I I send stuff to the pros, but it's a very small percentage. The biggest part percentage of my work is sent to bourbon hoarders that buy a lot and never tell their wives how much they're spending. (laughs) And then their wives will contact me and be like, Hey, I'd love to get this gift from my husband and i'm just like you don't know how much your husband or partner whatever <laughs> spends on the bourbon and it's yeah it's it is what it is it's it's gotten very successful through covid uh my business basically doubled which i never thought during covid it would but it's because everyone was stuck behind it yeah a computer but it's a constant challenge with just like you know like any industry getting barrel heads is harder to do it's a tough thing to scale
3: too because like yeah. you say the only way to make 50 of something would be to like it's just you. you. A little shop yeah, and yeah, it's hire just you and your garage. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's,
1: it's just me in my garage. I do have my friend Izzy who comes and helps me and does amazing scroll saw work. He's, yeah. he's a retired U.S. marshal. And nice. he just he gets bored, so he comes helps me. But and that's my thing, is people give me shit all the time. They're like, oh, your stuff's so cheap. Or and I'm just like, I'm making a good living. Yeah. I, I don't want to hire anyone because and I don't want to move out of my shop because it pays all my overhead. And, if you know, if I want to take the dogs for a walk, I could. If I had to shop somewhere else, I'd have to be driving back. And I've just made it work. And it's, it's just kind of the process. The holidays suck. Yeah. I mean, the holidays, like, really suck. Like,
3: I feel I, the same way. It's like you can take something and try to be the biggest, like, homebrew store in the world. But, yeah. like, dude, that'd be a, kind of a nightmare. Like, there's, it's, the, the hair would be even more gray than it is now if you had to, like, manage an entire, like, freaking industry.
1: Yeah, it's, it's fun to
3: be able to kind of enjoy your day and be able to kind of structure it how you want without having it own you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it typically it still does. But. It owns me <laughs> September through November. Yeah, half of December pretty much owns my ass. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's just I mean the hours are typically six to six a.m. to seven p.m. and then eat dinner, go to bed, and do it all over again. But it's the money's worth it until you pay taxes. We're but
3: talking t- about too how you have like you know you have pieces and places all over. And I know you're kind of a you guys travel and get around to different places. Do you all do beer tourism or bourbon tourism or fishing or nature? Do you got what's what makes a good vacation to you? And then kind of nice. how do you view Louisville as a beer city compared to some of your other like favorite beer spots that y'all go to?
1: Um <laughs> I guess I should be honest on this. Uh so if you ask my wife, she hates that whenever I plan a trip, it's it's beer centric. So a lot of the times I plan trips without her. And that and that's one some people don't understand, but my wife and I will do together Courtney and I do that too. Yeah, we'll do together vacations. And I will try my best not to involve as many breweries because she likes some beer, but she'd rather get wine drunk and not have to but then yeah. And <laughs> so Listen to you talk to the like the bartender for three hours. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 So uh, I'll do a lot of my trips to Vermont and other places. Vermont Nashville. Well Asheville she goes, but other places with buddy beer buddies yeah. and, and certain things like that, just because I know she'd be miserable. I mean, it'd be like, I don't know, what is something you're interested in, Saturday? I mean,
3: Instagram stories,
1: yeah, yeah, mainly beer, beer. Oh, yeah, well, but yeah, and so uh, Bucky's, Bucky's, B- Bucky's. Yeah, that's <laughs> Bucky's. That's so, you know, Asheville definitely our second home. I, I, I I'm, I mean, a- you're wearing a wedge shirt right now, yeah, I'm yeah, an asshole tourist to where I, I I get pissed that everyone goes there now. I started going there back in 2011 and I'm just like, you know, in 2011, I had no idea. Wedge was actually the one place we went to. I uh, went to one place, uh, which was uh, some biker bar where dogs, dogs were sitting at the bar. Hell yeah. And my friend and some guy walked up to my buddy and said, Hey, Hey, I'll give you a blowjob for some coke, and it was super, <laughs> super like so a great place. <laughs> hey, yeah. Asheville
3: back in the day was not the like place that it is now, no, it was it like wasn't. dirty hippie, it still is that too, but you yeah. got to go find the dirty, but hippies. it's a rich, dirty, hippie. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was, yeah.
1: and so I see, I see what it's became. and it's great for the city, but then I also know a lot of people that live there that hate the tourism because i mean it's made everything go up usually we'll stay outside the city and travel in um right now i keep my mouth shut on you know yeah. beer snobs where did we go oh well, hit the fucking search button yeah search <laughs> button and put in Asheville because there's 30 goddamn posts if you do a little research in the last week. there ted the and <laughs> so yeah do you
2: ever do you ever go to chicago
1: i mean yeah. it's, it's five hours like that's that yeah. a lot of good uh, Beer. Actually, and that's what I I look to you for recommendations because we went up there for a wedding and went to a few different places and it was fun. It's just the only issue with Chicago is it's so big. Yeah, so, I you're know, like, the same way. so you're Uber like you almost want to hit different pockets in different areas and there's no so it's way. Like me in New, New York City, like I'm paying attention to one borough at a time. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. Um, I was just up in Buffalo, which actually had a pretty, which you gave me recommendations for that, had a pretty good um, beer scene as well. I need to get back to California because I think the last time I was in California was, 2014 and it's just a totally different landscape there anymore so but there's just so there's so many breweries and there's also so many shitty breweries yeah speaking of that let's transition to Louisville Brewers so uh,
3: <laughs> Louisville now kind of does it's reminding me of what Asheville was like like 10 or 15 years ago almost like yeah. some of the grittiness I think is what made like Wedge and Green Man yeah. and like those original mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the name of the other one that was down there downtown Asheville Brewing Company that was one of ABC the older is ones. Called, yeah.
1: Uh lab. Uh, but, but yeah,
3: I, yeah, to your point, go ahead.
1: That was a joke about them being shitty. We all know. Not wow. I'm gonna get a letter when I get home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's already in your inbox. <laughs> yeah. Now it's you know, the thing is, um, beers came a long way. A lot of those breweries that when I started at the guild and Louisville Beer are still here. Apocalypse. Like there's none of I mean, if they were super shitty, they would have closed by now, unless yep. someone wanna lottery ticket yeah um but you know it's one guy did that's eight balls story that's true and they're (laughs) closed yeah (laughs) they closed (laughs) they closed like i was thinking about this today because the guys at uh third turn you know when i worked with the guild were buddies of mine but like third turn's great for jaytown i never and this is nothing against them think you know it's a random sunday i'm gonna drive my ass to jaytown and, and that's just how it is. Like I just went to Butchertown Brewing for the first time last week. And I was embarrassed to tell Andy, I was like, this is my first time here.
0: <laughs>
2: Cause you're just here, there for the anniversary party.
1: Yeah. For the stouts. I was yeah. there for the stouts. Cause I don't, I was, I was honest. I said, I don't drink sours and they hurt my tum tum. And so I wanted <laughs> to have some stouts, but they are staples that I always go to. Um, and I'm kind of, I am really big on shipping port right now. Yeah, um, She's, crushing beers and food and just life in general
0: um I, th- I think that sentiment mirrors like bigger cities like we were talking about chicago like <laughs> you go to chicago you're stopping at rev but like if you want to go to moore which is a great brewery i mean you got to go all the way out to Villa park it's a 25 minute uh yeah you know train ride it's it's not always just convenient to just get out and like you know, destination breweries in the city
1: are kind of like, well, there's one right down the road. Mm-hmm. So. And you also got to take a step out too. is like you got to realize that people <clears throat> when people come to the city for bourbon stuff, they seriously get excited to try some of the breweries. Whereas we've been here, we don't get excited anymore. And that was one of the nostalgia things of looking through all the past LouisvilleBeer.com is you seeing like the young people at Great Flood, the young people at Mile Wide when they were super not that they're not excited anymore, but like big smiles, big smiles yeah. Before, yeah. before running a business for five years. Right. has taken every soul from their body.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, you you say we, but like we're in the niche in the culture like, yeah, we don't get that excited necessarily because we're in it every day. But there are people and these are the people that we serve mm-hmm. via Louisville Trail Passport. The people, they're just like, oh, turns out I like beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hey, let's. Let's make this an activity with our with our friend group once a week and go out to a new brewery. That's mm-hmm. fun.
0: Let me try it. Let me get a flight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My yeah. favorite question, like fielding with the passport is just kind of like, oh, well, we've been to breweries in Louisville. It's like, have you been to all of them? And they're like, yeah, well, we think. And then I'm like, what we've about. We've been to Against the Grain and BBC. Yeah. It like, it's like this yeah. one. They're like, no, I've never heard of it.
1: It's like, exactly. Yeah. Like, you, there's still a lot to, to go. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when I was at Butchertown, there was a lady there who had her passport. She, that was yeah. her goal. I heard, overheard her talking. And, and then I said, you know, those people are kill cats, right? <laughs> and she just, she ripped it up and threw it down. And I was just like, that'll do. But no, Chicago
2: is a, a huge beer city. I, I hope to one day uh, be like them, though. But did you hear the, the Goose Island news this week?
1: About Bourbon County? Bourbon release? County lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, one of my best friends used to be the head innovation brewer and he used to literally take his goose island and pay for dental work. That's what he traded. Um, and so I kind of got spoiled on that rent, like going to his house. He had all the old vintages. He got married when he got married, when I was up there in March, he had like a, his 2019 barley wine and some other stuff. So, I don't give a shit about ABN It is the beer I look forward to every year. And the fact that like I was at a uh, mammoth liquors in Campbellsville yesterday and they still had cases of 18, 19 and 20 sitting behind there. Wow. wow. Yeah. How much but, was it? Uh, I didn't buy any, but the last time I did, I think it was like eleven or twelve bucks a bottle, which oh, is yeah. which yeah. is a sure. steal. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. goes it goes down, it comes out at like 15, 16 and up.
2: Well, like I, yeah. I think I think David has the the new lineup pulled up right now. So let's let's go, let's run through it. What yeah. did they release, and then yeah. talk about just without tasting it, how you would rate them and ideas like
1: can I get another drink yeah what you no, want yeah, me. actually yeah. yeah
2: okay did you did
0: you bring some stuff so you well have? yeah, yeah. Five, I, I, one of yours actually I brought or? a bunch of stuff let's do it All right, let's, let's do, so, it. Yeah, let's let's do, do it. a
1: show and tell yeah let's do the show and tell if not because the show and tell lasts like 20 or 30 minutes <laughs> let's just do let's see if I can reach this maybe
3: you want to read us one of the variants while he grabs
0: yeah so um the last couple of years uh, Goose Island, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about how distilleries are super specific on what they'll allow your brand to be put on as far as beer goes and even in John's case it's literally just wood that was the <laughs> barrels um, so they, they've really leaned into the distillery um, tag on that uh, but this year uh, it looks like they're going with Heaven Hill, Four Roses, Wild Turkey and Buffalo Trace. Wow! And I think last year was a huge huge focus <laughs> on Old Forester. <laughs> Um, but what I'm uh, what I'm pretty excited to see back is the coffee stout that's coming back. That was a 2010 uh, originally released and a big bomber. Um, coffee notoriously like fades, it changes flavor, etc., over time, except for cinnamon toast busters. Yes, so got beer. I will say, uh, I had a 2010 coffee probably like two or three months ago, it's still fine. Oh, like yeah, it. the right. coffee you'll get a little green pepper, but coffee's the
1: Behind the barley wine, coffee is my favorite variant. Yeah,
0: so they're they're doing that again this year with uh, um out of Chicago. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. Um, one of the newer ones that's coming out, out is the biscotti stout. Um, so that came the the way Goose does their innovation. There's a and sorry if I butcher this, but the way I understand it is there is a small system that they have there and anyone in the company is allowed to source these recipes, ideas, et cetera, goes to this R and D team. And then every now and again, they'll, they'll make it and That's see cool. how it turns out. Yeah. You
1: could, I could do a live call my friend to see if you're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. But but the, this biscotti stout was actually sourced from the HR team which yeah. is oh, nice. like un- unusual, but also awesome that they're getting a say in this. Um, so Thank you, this is going to be uh, notes of anise, marzipan, what'd kogo, you say? Anise. Uh-huh. Anise. Anus? Anus. No, anise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Licorice. Nostalgia from your grandma's kitchen. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, sir Isaac Stout is another one that they're doing. Um, this is going to have figs in it. Mm, what? I-, I love figs. Oh, figs. 10,000 pounds of them, to be That's specific.
2: I have a fig tree that produces. <laughs> Fuck
1: you. Is that, a, is that shade? Are you throwing shade at me? A goddamn fig tree. I've had it for five years. Hasn't produced a single fruit. I'm ready to burn the sun bitch down.
3: Are you sure it's a fig tree? I know it's a fig it's tree. It's probably a walnut tree. <laughs> like, god <damn> it. <laughs> no, I... <I'd...
1: laughs>
3: I believe you know a fig when you see it. It's fine. So...
0: <laughs> I believe so. What? I don't know. Uh, like always, they're doing a proprietor's mm. blend stout. Uh, this one was inspired by a cocktail. So, this is going to be uh banana, pineapple. That's
3: unusual. lot, isn't it? Type deal. They don't usually go super fruity.
1: Speaking of cocktails, is that one of your favorite movies, David? Hey,
0: I'm, Tom Cruise. I've never seen it. Uh, but you never seen it? Tom,
1: get the fuck off this podcast
0: I'm, right now. I am like Half 10 years <laughs> old and everyone just talks <laughs> about all this stuff. That's true. Your cocktail's like, like, like from what? Oh, like oh, like Globalbeer.com. I was or still on like newgrounds.com playing <laughs> Games, <laughs> like, on the internet like gosh yeah
3: that was a good era of the internet too <laughs> yeah
0: so um, yeah so uh, of
3: all the evil companies that abmbev does goose island seems on the, like one of the ones oh well hurry up dude this there's, there's been like a, a lot all right all right go ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead
0: and in john's favorite is coming back there's a two-year barley wine we have gone a, a long amount of time without a barley wine
1: i wonder how expensive that's going to be my guess is Willie Nelson high,
0: but, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's the thing is too like prop and stuff. I mean, those things are going to be 25, 30 bucks. A lot of their, their stuff that they did last year, like the old Forster and the, there was something else. God, the, the one two the bookers. Yeah, yeah. They just weren't that great. Like last year's variants weren't that fucking good. They were hyped up and people paid for them. And then people flipped them just like anything else. Yeah. Um, you know with you were kind of going into details what happens with the bourbon county is they pick what however six variants Mm -hmm. they probably make 12 to 15 Mm -hmm. and then what they'll do is on on their fulton tap house i mean they'll they'll, you know they'll either for the brewers they're just going to tap them for the brewers or that you know they'll release them to the public Um, And a lot of times what's funny
0: is um, people will scrape the filings for the labels of the TTB. So they'll apply with like, like you said, like 10, 12 uh, labels. And then people will see that application rip (laughs) it off and be like, these are the variants when you know it's only going to be five or six of them.
3: So it's like when they film fake endings for like Marvel movies. When
2: I was primarily freelancing PR, one way that I would try to find new clients uh, (laughs) was to look through the TTB for new labels. Like, hey, you have this new label coming out. Do you need help? Uh, however, there's there's a really neat trick to this and that there's this dude already doing that, scraping the (laughs) TV. He had an Instagram account called coming whiskey. So all I would do is I had alerts. (laughs) That's Uh, not a great name. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. But I would set up alerts on Instagram. So whenever he posted, I'd be like, oh, cool. Look at this Indianapolis distillery that's coming out with a new product at some point soon.
3: Yeah. Interesting. It's a wild world out there. Yeah.
1: Speaking I, of cool labels, yeah. What's yeah we'll oh, yeah. So actually, just got this today. Um, funny thing is, I used to when I worked with the guild, I used to be on meetings with the owner of Parish. Super cool, very attractive young man that had no problem with the <laughs> ladies that I witnessed. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Parish Brewing Ghost Machine. <laughs> where where and, are they based out of? Uh, somewhere in fucking Louisiana. Louisiana, uh, Louisiana um, Broussard, Broussard, Louisiana. Broussard. Um, so they ship here now. So they they usually. You can get two to four different variants of beer and uh their customer service is awesome because my first package like I wasn't seeing any updates and apparently got lost in like a uh it sat in a trailer for five days nice and I sent them a message said hey not to be a pain in the ass but I'm not seeing any updates there and a girl named Megan was like all right check back in two days if it's not there we'll ship you a new one that's awesome yeah and so they were super cool and then yeah so I they got a brand new customer so John but, what's what's John Renane, what's on that
2: label?
3: So basically, uh, I'm seeing the ghost in the machine. We've got a good little skull here with the hop uh, cranium dome thing. And it looks like somebody's uh, zoned in on him. He's got a laser beam going into his right temple. And he's got a big explosion of hoppy goodness coming out of the other side. Mm. Um, But yeah, this is just a good what New England style, I'm assuming, from looking at it here. Double India pale ale. Uh, they don't mention that it's supposed to be hazy, so let's give it a taste here and see what we got. Yeah, it's definitely always it's, hazy. Yeah. Okay, I,
0: I've okay. never had this beer before. You've never had this beer? No, no. I never have oh, either. Man. This is this was one that was really like sought after when they first started getting. Yeah, on. it was in bottles. I think they had bottles, and then they did like DDH, and that was like yeah, you know, like yeah. back when when Treehouse would do like King Julius and stuff like that was yeah. like a it was competing with that. Parrish
3: as, was always one of those ones that had a really good reputation. Like you would just try to find their stuff if you could.
0: Yeah. And now, like you said, you can get it to your doorstep Which because awesome. of direct ship. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is changing that, the game. that's,
1: yeah. that's totally changed. That in itself and distribution has changed the whole scene in Louisville too. Yeah. It's, that's changed why like things like river city, well, among other things, but it's no longer relevant. Like beer stores, di- Grail's different because it's a different niche thing. Back in the day, Grill had a lot of beer. I mean, they were very founders focused and and certain th- and Bell's focused like with verticals and stuff like that. Well, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's totally cool to see how things have changed. Like, even like against the grain. I love those guys, but their whole marketing and everything is totally, you don't see shitty underpants anymore. You see, Fresh college girls in bikinis and stuff <laughs> for their marketing, and it's it, true. It, it's totally a different. It's something I'm not used to. I just watched a, a beer review where they did, where they were reviewing a liquor stout, and Jerry kept talking about smelling of anus, anus. Oh, and so that's yeah. why. And it was. Yeah. It, it made me miss just the good old days. But that's how things go. They that's the way it goes they yeah. grow and in certain things like that. So. The
3: industry matures, even if the brewers uh, don't. Yeah. Sometimes.
1: And, you know, COVID, ma- you know, made them change. And those that could change, you know, survived and everything. Thankfully, we didn't see any. I don't think any we shed. had zero closures. For zero closures. No. Yeah, which, which is was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We usually
0: had, what, six open? I know.
1: Six six open. That was a crazy
3: thing. Yeah. Just like COVID was hard for small businesses. But it like Louisville, you know, people supported and people came out to the new breweries that were opening, even if they could just give it like to go. Spent like
2: spent so much money on beer
3: during oh, every covid week. Oh, yeah oh yeah it was
1: yeah that was the thing is you i would ride my bike over to pearl street to fill growlers yeah and just trying to support those people as well and yeah it's i'm glad to see you know it's just i like i remember i was just like oh i'm gonna go support these these
2: breweries so then i I went to maybe like six and just bought merch all day long sure. like, i'm gonna get this t-shirt i want this this koozie I'm, i want these this hat and i did that and i had just like Okay, cool. What am I going to do with, with all this? Stuff? Yeah, like I love you guys, but like I don't. Need I mean, this. <laughs> care packages.
0: <laughs> I was just going to Monic and buying cases of Hawks. Yeah, not because <laughs> I needed. They needed the charity. I, I like that beer a lot, and um, yeah, I had an excuse to now drink at like eleven a.m. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's charity, man. That's a perfect transition. The small
1: business into our next beer nice. after we finish this. Uh, Monic just released Tropic of Capricorn, their um, double IPA. It's about 9.2% alcohol, Excellent. even though it doesn't say that here because I had to text Buddy because I, someone asked me at the bar when I bought this and I was like, I don't know, 11? <laughs> he's like, wow. And I was just like, eh. maybe. It's a big one. That's an old time favorite. That yeah. They, they've so, only done it a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is his first time doing it as a head brewer. Okay. So I'm super, he's super proud of it. Super excited. Um, love Buddy. Um, we had him on the podcast. It was it was a great episode. Right? I need to listen. Yeah. To it's, it. it's, it's one good. worth listening to for sure. Yeah, yeah meats I and mean, all kinds. A lot of meats. Of a lot of beer yeah. meats. He's he's an interesting dude, man. It's we talk mushrooms together. <laughs> Not like shrooms. Shrooms. Not your, Yeah, shroomers. Yeah, we're shroomers, yeah. man. Get those I got uh, fucking morels ch- and sugar the... bites all over my legs right now mm. to prove it. <laughs> great. Yeah,
2: uh, but you live in Germantown with with all of us pretty much. Yeah, and, we're all homers. And Mon and Monic is the Germantown brewery schnitzelberg schnitzelberg sure yeah well, you know you son of a bitch sorry <laughs> I, <laughs> greater germantown you yeah. know
1: <laughs> i often i drive out all the time but like um is it Chimir? is that what it's called? Yeah. of whatever <laughs> i mean it's right on the cusp but sure. i because I, I forget about it and it's nothing against them i'm not vegan so i know their food's good um but it's just i think we could definitely sustain one more brewery here uh i don't know if you've talked about trellis coming up uh yeah they just uh they kind just of uh, made got to be able to announce yeah you know, germantown people shit on oh that's what we need more drunkards coming to the area yeah it's i will <laughs> say goodness. i didn't see as much
3: pushback uh so for, for people not aware of the story the old uh it's an old i think it used to be there a brewery or just like it was a the, uh, um
2: schaefer meyer brewery yeah, yeah
3: and they would use it to make their ice and stuff during prohibition so they call it the ice house like around so yeah here. it was,
2: it was fairs brought refrigeration to louisville yeah uh, during prohibition this but,
3: building's been sitting empty basically yeah. since then so and was, deteriorating and they just lo- they just announced finally kind of officially that uh, uh what's the name of the distillery do we remember or have <laughs> they named
2: it yet yeah they, they have it was mentioned i don't remember
3: i don't remember either but uh, uh,
1: I think it was Mind Goblin distilling. <laughs> okay. I'll <laughs> take your word for that. It's a Mind Goblin D's nuts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um so that'll be really cool to see what they do with that because they got a good financial backing coming in and you know you can argue people argue about gentrification in our neighborhoods and stuff like that. But again, it's a building that's just fallen down and it's going to take so much money to even just keep it from falling down. So, I'm excited. And with that, we're getting a new brewery too, which is Trellis, uh Friends of the Show. Uh, Kyle and Ryan are going to be kind of the operators behind that. Both excellent brewers, both kind of long standing upright. I think they're going to be on next week. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. so you know, stay tuned way. for a <laughs> kind of behind-the-scenes peek <laughs> with them. But yeah. I'm very excited for that.
0: I can't wait. I, I always thought they were going to demolish that building. So yeah. I was, I was or it would demolish waiting. itself
3: one day, like yeah. tragically.
0: And it's, you know, what, 13, 14 stories yeah. tall. Um, so the plus side is when this brewery opens, if you want to uh, swing by my house, throw eggs at it, it's right there. Right so. there. Just go up on the they, roof,
3: throw eggs at David Satterley's house. <laughs> you can probably hit him while he's out mowing the yard. Is it
1: Kyle and Ryan? Is that their names? Yeah. You got some big fucking shoes to fill in your next week's podcast, just to let you know. That's
2: true.
3: <laughs> As you That's stare true. into the camera.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <As> stare <laughs> into the camera. Yeah. The, I
2: don't think they're on our Patreon, so they probably will the thirteen
1: people <laughs> that The 13 people that <laughs> listen to this are going to be like, yeah, yeah, that guy's right. <laughs>
2: Indeed, he is.
1: <laughs> Indeed,
0: he
2: is. <laughs> but there wasn't a bu- there
3: wasn't enough like a bunch of pushback. I thought people would be yell up on the Facebook page, and there are a few comments here and there. But yeah. I mean, that,
2: that's, that's every time any brewery or Anytime whatever opens, happens, they're yeah. just like, "Oh, that's just what we need more alcohol. Why yeah. couldn't we have a Kroger's?" Like, well, because the city doesn't incentivize uh, people to have kroger come in basically yeah. like yeah, i mean there yes. aren't tax i mean there's incentives yeah. that aren't there and, and the, i always
3: think like breweries are great anchor businesses for kind of redeveloping neighborhoods sure. you know like shipping port's a great example of that out in portland like they're building a little community out there and they're bringing people in and they're putting on events and they're like just creating culture yeah and beer
0: though like what we talked about like a ton it's like the neighborhood like pub spot it's not just a brewery it's a place to meet up it's a place yeah. to have
1: dinner it's a place to you know third space yeah a, and the thing i brought up People don't realize that, you know, a lot of like if especially if it's a distillery when it becomes a distillery, you know, 90 percent of the alcohol they consumed that they make. Sorry, 90 percent of the alcohol they make isn't going to be consumed on premise. It's going to be in stores and other things like other local shops. Yeah, it's all so packaged. It's not, yeah. Really. So it's not like people are just going there getting shit housed. Also Also jobs. Also jobs. yeah, Yeah. Also tax revenue. It's especially for a a distillery. We don't have all the distillers are in Nulu. Who who gets all the businesses from those? Nulu businesses. Germantown gets maybe a couple here and there for the people that want to Uber up. But you bring a distillery in, you're going to have people that do the bourbon trail. They're going to come here. They're going to go to our restaurants, go to our shops, shop around here. And people don't see that. They just see the, oh, this ain't the German town my grandpappy grew up with. And but
3: your great, 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 great grandpappy, or like probably a, not even that many ago. Exactly. Like, that's how it was historically. Like, that was a brewery.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. really. Yeah. So it's, you know, and that's the thing. That's how the neighborhood is. And yeah. You try not to read all the comments and just. Oh, I try to read it. I try to. One. Yeah, I try to <laughs> troll them, but I will troll. But so we have tropics of Capricorn or, what yeah, or cool. Capricorn, it had nothing on the can. OK, so what tried, is it? What is it? Basically, tropic Capricorn is their double IPA. They brew it only once a year mm-hmm. Um, and very fruity,
3: super dank, super kind of like what's the what's the aroma that I'm getting there? It's like a little bit of pine, a little bit of mango, a little bit of like.
1: It's it's my favorite double IPA made in the city, so cantaloupe, maybe.
2: Yeah, like there's melon. Yeah, there's I, I get melon. that.
1: Yeah. Maybe a light crisp marzipan on a spring day.
2: <laughs> I love it. Definitely no anise.
1: Never. No anise. No, anise. No, anise.
2: No. no, very good.
3: Good job, buddy. Yeah. Keeping, keeping buddy's the, a good Keeping job, the demonic fires going over there. Yeah. 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 So,
1: uh, and then a couple other beers. We don't have to open them, but I brought them. Is King Me, which is actually named after me from Country Boy Brewing. Oh, nice. No,
0: that's a chess move. No, that, chukar, that was named chukar after King too. Yeah. Uh, you're wrong. <laughs>
1: It was actually inspired, but it's actually named after a climb on Red River Gorge. Nice. But I tell people it's named after me because yeah. their owner Jeff is one of my best and, friends. And what is King Me? King Me's a we'll open it. In um, Nipa? It's a double dry hop New England IPA, um, brewed and can at Country Boy Georgetown, Kentucky. Yeah, cool. Seven percent alcohol. I Man, yeah, so it's, it's, it's got very, a cool very little uh, gorge like the scenery and everything. I was talking about the gorge today with a buddy, um, just about how much it's grown and like same kind of thing with Asheville. Like mm-hmm. I love the gorge, but I want to go there during the week because it just gets so packed. Like, and I've done like the majority of all the trails and you just, you love to see the growth, but then you hate to see the growth because a lot of times the growth brings trash and other yeah, Like literal get, trash, like yeah. too, well, it just gets yeah, dirty just, and like, yeah. And it's, during, I would like to see the 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 people around it benefit more mm-hmm. than they should from all the money.
2: Well, isn't aren't they doing a resort there? Like, isn't
1: that like in nah, planning? It keeps getting talked about
3: are. and punted and talked about yeah, and punted. Yeah. I hope that keeps
0: happening, honestly. There's
1: like Not enough that it,
3: Airbnbs
0: and, less, and like yeah. treehouse condos.
1: Yeah, but there, yeah. that's, I don't get into politics but that's not the people that live there that right. are making sure, money sure, that's yeah. the people that bought property that yeah, are coming in coming in but you know it's great to see how i mean like when i went to miguel's i was amazed how big it's gotten since you could you know, oh really since they've been there it, in
3: probably five years
1: oh it's since they changed the liquor laws it's uh i mean it's huge really it's yeah, double the size, size. it's yeah. double yeah
3: is miguel's the best pizza in the world or no. is it only because you've just hiked like Twenty miles, and you're like, like, yeah, it's it pretty good
1: though. Or is that just in my head? Like, I remember being in Boulder, Colorado, when I was still at the university on a job interview on CU's campus, and I was just sitting there, like, going over my notes, and all of a sudden, someone walks by in a Miguel shirt, and I was, nice. just, I lost my shit because <laughs> if. Long story short. Did you guys slack line together? Uh, I'm afraid of heights. I'm terrible (laughs) with heights. But uh, the owner, Avery, Adam Avery, comes down and climbs at the gorge all the time. Nice. That's awesome. That's
2: actually really funny because I went to an REI in Denver on this trip and I saw a guy wearing Miguel's shirt. That's awesome. It's
1: like
3: So the gorge is... uh, I mean, on the East Coast, I think it's like the number one place to rock climb in Boulder, right? What? Or the natural bridge area. Like, it's huge for rock uh, climbing down there. And And you got to
1: remember, all the climbing stuff is like... The gorge is like a circle. All the yeah. good climbing stuffs, like for miles and miles down here, to where you're not going to get the people that are camping. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's specific Lagalinda and there's specific camping just for the people that I, that climb down it's, there. It's
2: a culture. When I was working with AL8, um, they were big into like gorge culture, and we would learn like pe- there were people from around the world that were into rock climbing yeah. that would go to the gorge just to do that, and they had a connection to AL8 as a result. uh Craft Soda that we have here in Kentucky that were. I'm really proud of. It's very good. It's
3: fine. I I, will, I love Ala.
1: I will say there is someone that we know that's trying to open a brewery down there. That if he can get the investors, he would love to do it. Yeah. It's just getting sure. getting the stuff down there.
3: So. Well, it needs a it needs a brewery. That
2: would be really yeah. really. Cool.
3: They have
1: good beer bars. I mean, they yeah yeah. But
2: that's still all relatively new, right? I mean, that,
3: that oh yeah,
1: yeah Hop's I mean, Fork is new. Uh, Skybridge Station, which is hands well, down my favorite of. place. That's where we always stop at. If you can get it, don't go on a Sunday because they don't serve booze because they're in the county where you can't drink alcohol on Sundays. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of my happy places. I need you know what we should do a guys trip during the week, do some backcountry camping. She
2: has to check with the with the wife.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be jobless.
1: I'll, I have time. <laughs>
3: That's one of those things. It's like because it reminds me of beer. You want to see it grow. You love seeing the the development of the area, but in the back of you, in in somewhere in your heart, you're like, just
1: stay small, here's,
3: stay the same. Here's, like,
1: here's a quick transition. I I don't know how much time we have, but you said jobless. Let me say this to you and see if you remember jobless Burring. Oh, oh yeah, he comes in here all the time. Oh, does he still? Yeah. He moved, didn't he?
3: Uh yeah, I think he got married and yeah. lives uh So you don't have any idea. This is great, this know. is great
2: podcast content. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh also known as Compass in certain Compass. circles, but uh oh, yeah, you yeah. know Compass. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. He yeah, was another old yeah. He old was a home brewer, guy. and yeah. uh
1: he was gonna try to do it. And speaking of which you brought it up the other day, there was a Kickstarter back in the day called Lubru. <laughs> we <laughs> we saw that
3: recently. And yeah. did you watch the video? Oh, unfortunately. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> <It's so laughs> it was crazy. at Sergio's. I,
1: I remember, but back in the day, people were pissed about it. Because people hated the Kickstarter idea, they were like, you know, That's do true. work, get money. Like, yeah. there was a lot of people that were against it,
2: and, it, and that was a brewery that was going to open up in Germantown in like 2013, yeah. 2011,
3: 2011. They, they showed yeah. those haters, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, I looked up the guy. I can't, he, he doesn't live here anymore. I
3: was gonna say because, like, usually I would think that I would have known who that was, and I even remember watching that video, like at work at, at Mel Kentucky Homebrew. I think one day I was like, oh, or maybe Paul showed me or something, but like, uh, yeah. Louisville, dude. What a crazy i also do a lot of cool things there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I I miss those days in some respect because like it was so different. It was. You yeah. were so excited for like watermelon crack to come out every year, like at apocalypse, which you you know, you still are. But like that was
2: like that was the
3: highlight. the hot shit that yeah. was going on. I mean, like,
2: I, I remember working at a beer store and this was just 2018, 2017. And um yeah, it was twenty seventeen, I guess. And, and Akasha was still doing their their watermelon goza that people got totally. excited about. And I was I remember working at a beer store thinking, oh man, I wish I could go to that. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> totally. right across the
1: street. The OG Jefferson stout from BBC used to be and they bottled it. Used to be one of the best burn barrel stouts. Because no one else was doing back in the day, no one else was doing it. Yeah. Um so go ahead.
2: Why 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 was it the best at one point and no longer is or is it
1: because no one else was doing it and then you couldn't get you, it, weren't it. Y- you
3: weren't used to it you weren't used to it it's kind of like the Miguel's Pizza phenomenon is like is it that good yeah, or is it just it's like, like we would the get context. Context. Yeah. we
1: would get the thing is I remember buying a bomber of 2009 BCBs at beer store because no one was drinking that stuff then and it would just sit on the shelves mm-hmm. and it was one of the be- It got me fucking <laughs> there's <laughs> like, <was> also that <laughs> I domed it and. But it was one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. That's, that's the story for the, the
0: the imports too. I mean the the, the Cantillon, the you know, yeah, Dreifond. Yeah. that would just sit there, and people are like, Ugh, $17 for a beer. It's dusty, it's like, like, <laughs> yeah. It's, literally. Yeah. Why yeah. is it in green glass? Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's
1: yeah, and that's the thing. There is some good nostalgia about it, but yeah, that's the thing is no one no one else was doing it, so it was the you know there was yeah, it was, it's kind of like okay, I'll, I'll say it like this. When you're in high school and you see your first naked lady, you see this LRS naked?
3: fest. I remember very well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you're like, wow, this is the best thing ever. And then you discover this. Then you go to college and maybe see more naked ladies, and you're like, oh wow, these are pretty cool too. Then you discover the internet and, uh, and download <laughs> no, the sir. Whole,
2: and then you download the whole album, Bare Naked lady. I was yes. going to say, starts with like the next generation.
1: generation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my god. So it's just you're not used to it. It's just sorry.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely. And I mean, it's like like the old like you have to get more and more substance to get the same high or whatever yeah it's like yeah
0: and you said you stopped by butcher town for their first anniversary they're like a lot of their core focus is like that barrel aged stout
1: and you what what do you think about that when i think about the beers yeah uh yeah i didn't want the coconut one but they gave me the coconut one i was super impressed i will say is i was <laughs> and I told him, I said, hey, as I said, I was the first time there. And you know, we used to have places that were doing some really cool stouts, and then they just kind of got away from them. Um, but they were pretty damn good. I love the net non adjunct stuff, and he's doing such some stuff so small, mm-hmm. there's less of a chance of infection and, and things like that. Like I was looking through photos the other day, dude, when ATG had bone Luke day. That was it. everyone was there.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. everyone
1: waited in line. They
3: bring the old Dodge charger park it outside of the yeah, tap room and like people just pack it.
1: Yeah, there was photos of me like on short Daisy Duke shorts like leaning <laughs> over the hood somewhere. Um, but yeah, that was the thing is no one else was doing that stuff and people were excited about it. Now they'll ATG drops their bone Luke in cans and it's like just a random post. Hey, by the way, bone yeah. Luke's here. And I feel like was, COVID
3: put a little bit of a kibosh yeah, on that too because they did. it was like they were doing it at Copper and Kings. Were they doing and, five dollar t- tattoos? That sounds probably accurate. Yeah, yeah. It was ten dollars. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And you know, Copper and Kings, we held a sick event there called Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels where mm-hmm. we gave breweries brandy barrels and then they did beer in it. wasn't well attended. We all got fucking hammered. Uh, that was where. Um, Monic Scott Hand, made their barley wine called Never Be Gold and put it one. in a brandy barrel, yeah. which hands down is the best. It's hands down. ha! Hands down, the <laughs> best beer that Monica has ever produced.
3: I still stand uh, Milkweg. That was one of the first oh, ones so from them good. that blew me away. That like Brett double IPA that they, they made Galaxy? with the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. very good. Yeah. But no, the, that was a super good one too. Yeah,
1: and I was thinking too, like when Mile Wide first showed up, it, people waited in line for their double you, IPAs. No, you yeah. you sat outside in a tent.
0: Just to be <laughs> I, that video. I did. <laughs> Who did that video? Was it just Ultimate? It was ch- just you, John King. Because uh, yeah, the reason but- I met Don Howard this is another quick tangent. But the reason the reason I ever met Don Howard because you were in the tent joking about Don showing up. I never knew you or Don, so I meet Don and I'm like. Are you and John like dating? Which is hilarious, <laughs> like in hindsight, just because you have know, been friends for so long. But uh yeah, I mean so so I mean we you know with the ultra, we're doing you know, events, we're doing uh, you know, Louisville Beer Week every year. Like what what's what's missing in your opinion? Like where, where does that content? <laughs> what can we be? work on? Yeah. That's a really good question. Um We have a lot more people to work with now, too, is the thing. So uh
3: Better podcast guests would be
0: the first Yeah,
1: better (laughs) podcast guests. Um, And this was probably back in the day, too, when I dealt with it. Getting breweries to realize the importance of the work that we're doing and that a majority of the time, we're not doing it for the money because but I didn't make shit back in the you day. You literally
2: didn't. Like, you worked for the game. No, Pro I'm, talking about, I'm
1: talking about Louisville Beer.
2: But still, I mean, yeah, you, it's just you put in love work, of the game.
1: The amount of work that we would put in and the little outcome we saw, but we could see the growth. That, yeah. Th- that's my biggest thing is realizing that, you know, yes, you had you will get new people there and that's how you're going to be sustained. The one thing is is breweries have a lot of shit on their plate. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it, there's so many Small people are else. asking for so much. Like back in the day, you know, I can't remember the rule anymore but tons of donation like can you donate this keg and I'm like still certain yeah. laws and I can ask for donations like all the time so I'm just like I was like oh man this is why they got pissed about it all mm-hmm. cuz you just figure it out cuz you have to figure out all right what's actually worth donating something for your marketing budget and what's not and a lot of times is you're going to donate something same thing with me and you will not hear one single thing about it no customer is going to be like oh yeah we saw this and we'd like to buy seven of them no it's they're at that place that time they're excited about it it's a one-to-one exchange yeah it's a one-to-one exchange tip Um, for
3: people trying to solicit donations from companies Go in, drop off a one sheet, or say, "Hey, we're doing this. We well, want to donate." No, 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 Walk no, away. no. You have you have a, a very specific
2: rule for who you want to donate to, right?
1: Yeah. So every year, I kind of like I have certain groups I donate to, whether it be dogs. A lot of times with cystic fibrosis, I have no connection to it, but every year I set aside certain groups that I'm always going to donate to. If it's a customer who's bought a lot and asked for a donation, chances are I'm going to get one. If someone just forwards me an email, copy and paste, I don't care. It could be anything. I automatically delete it. If they're not going to take the time to recognize me or my business and just want to get something, yeah, I'm just going to delete it because it's just not worth my time. To go back to that previous question, and I guess this goes back to nostalgia, I wish that the brewers and the owners would almost come back to having fun again because it's gotten to be more of a business which i understand i run a business yeah same but that fun aspect well i think we all fight that to some extent it's like isn't there anymore yeah like it's you know well especially
3: right now like after covid like everybody's just fucking stressed and like yeah i get tired and like dead inside a little bit like but yeah getting the, the joy isn't that like a There's some kind of like a Jungian thing there about like rediscovering what you loved when you were a child as you enter the third phase of life or whatever. It's like as you reach maturity, you you stop caring about what everybody else wants you to do and you stop caring about like all the fires you have to put out. And you have the goal is to re remember what you loved about it in the beginning, We're the talking thing that about gave the you the complex, something like that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah that, that's exactly what that <laughs> is. <laughs> the, the, the mother, the mother, yep. yeah. <laughs> and then stab at your eyes. That's the goal of a little beer, yeah. And,
1: and it's it's not, I'm not trying to say that for well, any specific brew. It's just like, for example, when I went to Wessex the other day, ran into Phil from BBC, uh, ran into RT from Goodwood, and then ran into Drew as well. And I hadn't seen him in a while, so yeah. it's just good to just connect and. Just to have everyone there like kind of. But, you know, that's the thing is when you get busy, you just you're you're less the face of it anymore. Like, for example, DH from Country Boy can't get a hold of him and he's just not at events anymore because he's doing you have, other to, stuff. you have to tweet him. <laughs> no, I'll never.
2: tweet. Uh, no, him. no. So uh, so I will say and granted, they, they could be looking at this from a, a business perspective, networking perspective or whatever. But we post we these Trail Tuesday events. We had nine breweries represented last night at gravely yeah monic showed I mean, it was it was just so nice to see like brian and Ian intermingling mm-hmm. nick landers was there from gordon beerish like we had a good solid group of people having fun drinking sam cruz like it's i think that is an excuse for them to come out and maybe see each other more than they do
1: here's an early photo i found of brian and ian when they had their beer, engine. The beer engine yeah, yeah this nice. was Danville. this was before they realized that starting two businesses would crush their soul. (laughs) Uh, Hey, they're hanging out. they're hanging on
3: pretty good, man. I love those guys. Oh, by
2: the way, I think even Ian, like, was just like, hey man, I've been listening to the podcast. Nice.
3: It's really good. Shout
1: Shout out, out, shout out out Ian, if you're listening. (laughs) You want to come on, guys? Yeah. So it's, (laughs) we need better guests, clearly. (laughs) You can't turn back time, but I think it's, it's something, I I don't know if it's nostalgia, but I wish that we could go back to it to a degree. I understand everyone is busy, everyone has families, we've all kind of, grown up yeah okay well,
3: are we getting close enough to beer week that i can tease a little bit of our theme and get john king's feedback on it or do you guys want to keep that I, under wraps?
1: i've kind of already been talking to him All about right. one thing that, about the it.
3: nostalgia kind of vibe is i like, am
1: 100 percent on i think people like worth and kevin gibson and certain other people like that would be on yeah yeah it'd be
3: cool the, the the if we're approaching year 5 of us kind of helping with like organizing Louisville Beer Week and kind of being the we well organized <laughs> <yeah>, be <being laughs> modest here. Yeah. um herding, herding cats basically I'm but like <laughs> kind of taking that like 5 years and that's you know here it is 2022 like 5 years is kind of abstract but just looking back on like how different it was and how nuts it was and how young we all were and how, like, innocent. We, like, we would smile in pictures (laughs) when people would take them of us. (laughs) We would be super excited for, like, a new, like, oh, there's a new IPA coming out from, like, Against the Grain. Like, they're using New Zealand hops. Have you heard about those? Ooh, grapefruit in an IPA? Like, everything was new and fun and fresh, and now we're, like, all jaded and old and everybody's on TikTok and we don't understand the world anymore. So, I don't know. I I think there's something that people like about well, Pepsi's putting all their stuff in like throwback cans, like you know, it's it's throwback.
1: Do you know how much clothes and furniture we had in our house with Pepsi points? Do you huh. ever do the Pepsi points with the catalogs back in the day? No, no, man, I just do no. Underberg caps. <laughs> that's that's how fucking poor we were. Like all of our beach towels were Pepsi <laughs> or Pepsi shirts because we just went through cases of it. And I was like, oh yeah, we were need these for Pepsi. Hell right? yeah, kind of like not Marlboro Miles. Sure. same concept. Or Underberg caps. I yeah, or Underberg under- caps. Not not a, not a bird guy. It's fucking gross. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not. It's no, so it's
3: gross, but that's why it's good.
1: That that's like playing like Milord is awesome. Milord's great. See, Mal- Mal- fine. No, uh, I, no, I like Milord. The more I drink it, the more like actually the last couple times
2: I've drank it, my my first thought, which kind of scared me, was oh, it's not as bad as I remember. <laughs> All right, that's
3: here, like exactly what you want. Here's what it'd... you do:
1: try Milord at seven p.m. instead of. Two in the morning, oh. and then and then tell me how Malor, how good Malord is.
3: So I can see it being like an old man apertif vibe or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Let's
1: move on to our last.
3: Fuck yeah, dude! Most John's precious, busting out the hot shit.
1: Most precious beer of the night. We have a Schlafly Pumpkin Ale ASMR. Mm, that's eight percent alcohol. Schlafly Pumpkin Ale blends the spices of the harvest with full-bodied sweetness for a beer that tastes like. Pumpkin pie. <laughs> Here's to pumpkin season. Thanks. Schlafly.
2: Is this like a 2013 bottle that you found in your in your basement? Or? No,
1: this was yeah, yeah. No, this is brand Pour new. Point as
3: close to the mic as you can. Let's get that. Get, you're doing the sexy ASMR. Let's get that glug. Ooh, yeah.
1: Oh, there we go. So this beer. Is hands down one of my favorite beers of all time. I used to put like sugar and cinnamon on top of it. Mm. It's changed over the years, like all beers have. Sure. But I remember, God, how the thing was, back in the day, this beer, they didn't release these beers in August. You used to be able to be able to find them. Oh I've wet myself. You used to be able to find them in October because I used to go to, here's another throwback. O'Shea's and Flanagan's used to be craft beer bars. Ooh. Oh, yeah. If yeah, you that put like that you, on the mic. <laughs> sacrifices
3: must be made it's like for you pumpkin put your, beer.
1: It's like you put your pumpkins on my face. <laughs> so I remember going to O'Shea's on Halloween night. Who was I? Oh, I was dressed as a frat boy. I had three pop collars. Hell yeah. And, uh, drinking pints of that i drank eight pints of that one night <laughs> <That's
0: amazing. laughs> you, you turned into a pumpkin <laughs> i
1: did i i was super, cinderella thankfully i had a short walk home all right so
3: let's go back to that like uh oh who is that uh what is it uh not john milton um john tiger Kingdon. tiger burning bright in the william blake songs of innocence and songs of experience yeah that's we were all thinking that okay yeah. but <laughs> it, this is like that song of it's just like when we were all like, when we weren't jaded, now we're like pumpkin beer. I was just talking to this with uh, the guy at Liquor we, World across the store. It's like pumpkin beer earlier every year.
0: Have we been paying for your therapy bill lately? No. You guys, you guys the credit <laughs> like, card lapsed. It's so all the, out of control. So
2: the first beer I ever homebrewed was a pumpkin beer. Oh, really? And I did it in the most mad scientist slash I don't know what I'm doing way possible. I just made like an amber and then I had pumpkin puree. No, dude. And you've actually just reminded me of like being not jaded. Cause that Pete, that
3: I think one of the first beers I did was probably a pumpkin
1: ale. Um uh <laughs> um, Dogfish Head still makes their pumpkin ale. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkin. Uh, punk, pumpkin. Yeah. It's a brown ale, which is a high a higher ABV. Actually Salt it in Campbell'sville, I almost got a four pack of that. Dogfish Head was my gateway. Like Palo Santo, like if I still see Palo Santo, mm-hmm. I grab it every time. Oh, yeah. If I see what's what's a uh, uh, very uh, what's um odd. What was there? Awesome. Raisin awesome. Dietre. Mm, Raisin yeah, Dietre like was the too. beer that got me into it. Like I was like, oh, my God, this
3: is awesome. Is that one of the historical ones they do or is that just like a is it a th- See, it's on? You can
1: find, you can still find Raisin Day Extra, which is the higher ABV version, at the K. Nice, okay. It's seven years old, but it's still at the K. <laughs> in Clarksville, in Clarksville, Indiana.
3: Can we all agree, though? Fuck pumpkin. I hate <sighs> that beer. I've always I hated like Warlock.
0: it. Warlock is a really better, much better product, in my opinion. Is oh, that is Southern that- Tier? They're the yeah. both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Southern Tier in the day, I mean, it used to have the creme brulee, the chocolate, and they were just so overpowering beers.
3: Multidextrin. Like it yeah. tasted like multidextrin.
1: And pumpkin has changed along like pumpkin really? used to be halfway decent. Now it's just hot garbage. But I mean, um Smutty Nose made a really Ooh, good pumpkin. Yeah, beer dude. Back I remember g- yeah, dude, yeah. Smutty You're Nose, right. which is yep one of the low key, you know, when you Married to a woman that's from that area, you drink a shitload of smutty Nose. I love smutty Nose. Very old brown dog is one of the best. Yes, I agree. Uh, brown ales. They had an IPA
3: there. that I really liked too. I can't remember the uh, name. Finest of it. kind. Was it the two old dudes sitting in like lawn chairs? Fine. I
1: think that's finest. There's finest kind and then something else. I, yeah. I know this. David is and I were just like, nah, no, it's, so, it's so so good. <laughs> smutty Nose had Big A IPA. Big and A was it, good too. Yeah. Then the offshoot of Smutty Nose, which was um um. Oh, God. Todd Mott's place uh, that did the big style.
3: I won't get there. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Port, oh, it
1: was Portsmouth Brewing. Oh, okay. uh, Great, great. I didn't know those were connected. Portsmouth Brewing was great. God, what was her name? Great, great. Divide. No, it was a female that was great. Great. Uh, Kate the Great. That's it. Okay. Kate the Great. Kate the Great, which is, I remember DD, uh, DVD had some of it. So, yeah. yeah, but
0: have you heard of like Floodland and Holy Mountain? I mean, it just, it's I've been to Holy Mountain. I got,
1: uh, I've seen the movie from like the sixties.
3: Drunk or whatever. there with my cousin. What makes a That's good pumpkin escape beer? Witch mountain? That's a great movie from the nineties uh, or the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I th- what makes a? Uh, I think uh, what makes a good pumpkin beer has a lot to do with the weather, the temperature, your atmosphere. Is yeah. this an old bottle? No, it's brand new. Okay, like like they just made this this year. Yeah, you can go to. Old- you can go to Old Town Liquors on okay. Town Road and get it.
3: So this is not vintage. Uh, this is really good because it actually smells more like pumpkin than it does yeah. just like cinnamon bomb. Yeah. yeah.
1: D- just for me, what makes a beer good is more about the experience who you're drinking with sure. than the beer itself. Yeah. That's I mean, always it's, the case. That's always. And I, I have friends that are totally against that and like to jerk off against beer, but not like jerk off literally against the beer, but about the concept and what's in the bottle itself. Yeah. So I, 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 I expected
0: this to be like way more
1: overpowering. Mm-mm. It's actually,
3: it's very really, mild. There's really more in there, David. I,
0: I might, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, I would always tell people that the best pumpkin ales are homebrews. Like, cause that, but that reminds me of that vibe you can do when you just put puree on a baking sheet and caramelize a little bit. And like, oh, I
1: guess we didn't want any more. <laughs> thanks, David. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, David. Yeah. No, but it is the season, motherfucker. Really, though, any, pumpkin. any
2: kind of beer like that, the, the, uh, autumn releases the autumnal spices they use like, yeah. those are good they get shit on a lot but they are good one of my favorites new favorites actually going back to shipping port their pumpkin spice ipa that they released last oh year god, yeah that's crazy still, it's, it's incredible wait i missed that i never had it oh it's it's so good like it's just very subtle but also very just like warming. designed to be drank in the fall yeah
3: or the autumnal season yeah. as you said yeah the it's autumnal. eight
0: yeah,
1: autumnal. percent yeah. yeah,
3: doesn't doesn't taste like it. Either. No, it no. And like see, good job, Schlafly.
1: There's haters. The only issue I have is that they release them now and they don't re-release them because they're You know, because mm. now they're you know what's all next? The sc- is, all the skews. I mean, that's all that's the just SKUs. Sure. uh What is August? We'll have Christmas sales in a, a month. Mm-hmm. We have Oktoberfest already. Oktoberfest. Oh. So, so. I can do. I
3: can forgive an Oktoberfest in August, oh. but pumpkin ale in August. is I still would different. love to come
1: back on for. A whole thing of Christmas beers, and Let's we take You want to
3: do our uh, twelve beers of Christmas show
1: with us this year? Yeah, If, yeah. if someone, we'll,
2: we'll invite you, we'll invite you.
1: If if Saturday dresses as Santa Claus, yeah, and I will be Mrs. Claus. I think uh, I think he still has a
2: suit from somewhere uh, that he that he stole. Uh, so I so I will say a quick quick little story. I I off you know I'm not going to say the name because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. But uh, I went to a brewery today, uh, and uh, there was a bartender who was a little little green a little new and uh, the person i was with said hey um i see you have an Oktoberfest on is that is that a marzen and she kind of like stuttered around oh, i i don't know i yeah. have, i'm kind of new i have to i have to check and then uh, uh 10 minutes goes by he leaves for a second and she asked me like oh what 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 was he asking about like what 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 did he ask if it was and uh, i was like oh he was asking if it was a marzen Oktoberfest. and he, and she was like oh no no it, it, it's a lager mm mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it, going it back is. to that,
3: like, it in, is a lot. That's true. Yeah, it right. is.
2: Yeah. Uh, but and she was like, but, you know, I'm still pretty new. So I'm just I'm OK. Still so learning. this ties the whole thing together because it
3: it's like, how do you take that little thing that you love and bring it to scale? Like you're making barrel shit in your garage. And it's like if you if you hire.
2: <laughs> you yeah. Know, all the barrel like, shit. Dude, I'm it
3: selling is, shit. I'm shit. selling homebrew shit out of a little store in like freaking Preston Highway or Preston Street. It's Preston. like. How do you take something to scale without losing the magic of it? Because that's what you're doing. You've grown a business, and you haven't like bought a CNC machine or started
1: getting your stuff made in China and shipped over.
3: You're not like it's still handcrafted. Uh, Yeah, I
1: don't rely on that machine to do all my work. Can I have it? No, it's not. I'm 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 not like taking images or like buying certain things off Etsy, throwing a little piece of wood under it in that thing engraving laser cutting everything you make it all like it's not like you're outsourcing it yeah it's
3: how do you scale that or do you and then you take so taking that to beer it's like you have to hire new people and right now it's hard to get people absolutely by the way that that story was not no 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 i know it's not anybody it's not but that's that's the truth that's like the reality on the ground is everybody's having to bring new people in And not everybody was around 15 years ago to, like, get cultured and craft beer. Some people just need a job. Like, how does, I don't know. Does that,
1: is that a point? One thing you have to remember is there was at one point where none of us here knew what the fuck a margin was. Exactly. And and that's just like, how you approach that situation is, you know, an old beer nerd guide would be like, oh, well, actually, actually, (laughs) like some guy that I was down at, uh, went on the waterfront on a bike ride and there's a triathlon race going. I was like, hey, what? I was like, "Uh, is this a sprint? As in a sprint try, he's like, it's a triathlon. I go, no, is it a sprint? As in, that's the distance. Well, yeah, they're going to swim by. And I'm like, you don't need to fucking tell me. Yeah. You know, in that, like, in the situation like that, is that person is eventually, if they stay at that brewery, that person is eventually going to learn and figure out the ropes. And the thing is, we need those people like that exactly. in there Absolutely. because that's going to grow the yeah. population. They're going to get excited about beer just like you and I did when we first. Got off Miller Lite and turned on a dogfish mm-hmm. head or something I, like that. Yeah, there's no
2: room
0: for that pretentiousness.
1: No. either. No, we
2: need we because like, we need them. Yeah. I, I will say. Uh, I mean, I've I've told you both before, but at, at one point, um, Akasha hired somebody that wasn't even 21 yet. You know, legal, whatever. Spencer like, Austin, was it Spencer? Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. But like, she was clearly like she she was learning about craft beer before she could even drink it mm-hmm. legally, and so I think that's amazing. Actually, like yeah. just to get the perspective so early on because it took me a f- yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, that's you know, why I started making beer.
3: I
0: was
2: like 18. I couldn't buy it. I was right. Like, gonna yeah, make it shit.
0: is like intimidating. But like there's I, 50 different styles plus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very it's, intimidating. And
2: you're, and you're working at a, at a brewery by the time you're, you turn 21 and you already know that you like sours. I remember drinking an Interstate Valley Goza for the first time oh, at yeah, like dude, age yeah. 24 yeah. and thinking people drink this. And then for a while, like sours were my favorite style out there. Those I mean, Anderson
3: Valley were yeah the GT for a minute. Nope. Oh, dude, I lo- make, I they loved they their blood Tumble. orange one. I loved their like a uh, melony whatever one. Melon. There was a summer where that was like my go, my drink. Yeah. yeah.
1: West, is, she call. Are you done? Are we out? Close us out? <laughs> my my watch says it's my
0: bedtime. <laughs> oh, jeez, David. <laughs>
1: it's only nine oh five. Oh shit. Wow. Wow, that's late. We probably wrap Crazy. this up. Yeah,
3: probably so. But I don't know. I, I think that that's great. And I think bringing new people in and like remembering why we all loved it. Remembering yeah. why we all yeah, loved it. Yeah, you
1: can't be pretentious. You can't be an asshole about
2: Honestly, I mean, we, we say this a lot, but if you're not having fun doing this, then get out. Because, like, we're talking about beer. Yeah. It is the most unnecessary product in existence. Hey, uh, hey, hey now. Sure. I mean, yeah, humanity couldn't get it started without it. We needed it to drink water or whatever. Some people will care. say uh, the agricultural revolution was because of beer, not the other way around. Sure. I'm just saying it's a luxury. Sure. To be able to, be able to spend money on beer is a privilege and a luxury. Absolutely. Uh, that many people don't have or maybe they choose... It never tends to work out sometimes. that way, but yeah, but yeah. so I'm just saying, like, if you work in beer, have fun with it. Yeah, it's a business. Business can be stressful, but just you
1: know, it's and, fucking. Beer. And that's kind of the encompasses the whole podcast today was to make make beer fun again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that's just that's, what, that that's, that's what we learned tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so John, so John, what what did we learn? <laughs>
1: make beer fun again.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> and drink it with friends and. uh doing a beer podcast oh, we as we learn pe-
1: more importantly buy drunk wood. come fuck on yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah absolutely hashtag, hashtag this buy world. drunk wood.
3: you guys can check him out on Etsy you guys can check him out on uh, all over the internet there's somebody else who hijacks his account every once in a while yeah. uh, <laughs> I, Buck or whoever that guy is but yeah. we don't have to talk Bucky. about that he's Bucky. dead Bucky. yeah yeah <laughs> dead. Uh, but John thanks for coming on the show yeah, since thanks, Michael guys. is the host
2: I'll let you close it I don't want to step on hosting duties that's alright John thanks for coming on the show oh, thanks Michael <laughs>